0: I have a question. I think one of the things that's been on my mind since the changes in the market is what are you finding, Jerry, is the most effective form of marketing that you are getting results with? Mm, yeah, great question. Well, if you know me and follow me, you'll know that I love on market. So that's just been like I've, I've loved on market through all the ups and downs since I got started. So I just love creating relationships with real estate agents. I love the referral part of that, the ongoing, the repeat business side of working with agents. So that's always been like my go-to favorite, favorite. It doesn't cost anything. It's just all about creating relationships. So that's great. I love when you can do deals and not have a marketing spend. So that's, that's yeah. pretty amazing. If we go off market, um, I've got some favorites over there as well. Because of the relationship aspect, I really like the um, investors, which would be absentee owners, specifically tired landlords. Uh, the reason why I like tired landlords is because they're also because they're investors. You, the the level of conversation and the interaction, the rapport building, everything we do with that type of a lead is so much different than a distressed retail seller. Retail sellers, you've got to really get in a whole different mindset emotionally. You got to be able to show empathy. You got to be able to uh, let them cry on your shoulder a bit, right? Because they're going through some hardship. All of that's great, especially if you're an empathetic kind of person. I'm not. I tend to be very mechanical, numbers driven. And so I have to really concentrate on getting in the right role when I'm dealing direct to seller, (laughs) Uh, I can do it and I've learned how to do it, but it takes us, it takes it like you you may not even talk about the property for half an hour and just let that person vent about whatever their problems are. Right. And that's important. That's how you gain trust. So you got to do that. Tired landlords, no tired landlords. They're like, get to the point, dude, what's your offer? I'll sell my vacant. I'll sell my rental property. That's been a nightmare for me all day long. If it's the right number. So we get to skip all that crap and we get to just get right to the deal. I love that. I love to just pick up the phone, talk to a tired landlord, and just get it get it done. You know, like that's amazing. <laughs> so I just like the nature of that interaction so much better. And there's a that's a big list. Like that's a big list. Absentee owners is a massive list. Like if you go and you can do this on all, all data sources, but like in Propwire, you we we filtered it, not just absentee owner, but you can actually choose: are they out of state? So now you've just increased the motivation because if it's not their primary residence and, it's, and, they, and they live out of state from the property, there's a much more higher chance that they're even more motivated with that property because it's hard to manage properties out of state, right? So, you know, there's some filters we can do, some stacking we can do. Um, and then you can even add on top of that, like high equity or free and clear. So now you're talking to an out of state, absentee owner that owns the property free and clear that could be an amazing lead type and again call um scraping that and calling that skip tracing that calling that having that conversation is a totally different approach than like a pre-foreclosure direct to seller is going to be right so That's not really like a, like, oh, the market's giving us this better opportunity. That's just more of a preference of who, what's the avatar that you're working with and how do you relate to that avatar, right? How do you relate to that type of seller? It doesn't mean that pre-foreclosures aren't good or any of that. That's, that's not true. They're all, all lead types can be amazing. It's more of my preference with how I want to interact with the leads I'm working on. Does that make sense? But Laura, you could be more of a, like a warm, fuzzy personality and you might crush it with pre-foreclosure because you're, you have more of a softer personality. Maybe, uh, they relate to you better. They're less intimidated by you. All those things could be different for you than they are for me. So really, I think the right way to answer that as far as like the lead type is how well are you able to relate to that person going through distress? How well are you able to relate to agents if you're working agents? How well are you able to work with uh, pre-foreclosures or or whatever lead type you're talking to, whatever situation you're dealing with? How well can you work with that person and, and build a relationship? Because... People, people will do deals with you, not based on price so much. I mean, that definitely factors in, but they'll do a deal with you and you might be $30,000 less than other cash offers they're getting. And they go with you because they like you. They just like you more. And so they want to do business with you because they like you. Like that's how important the relationship is when we're doing this business. I love all this information. My last question is this. What form of communication is working best? SMS, cold calling. What is it, emailing, mailers? Yeah, great question. So I like, I'm, I more believe like pick one and go deep than go horizontal and do lots of different things. Okay, better to be really good at at one thing than not so good at a lot of things. And so you know, again, there's a little bit of preference there. But but if you think about it. If you think about what's going to be the most effective communication, let's take price and cost out of the picture for a second. The most effective would be face-to-face. So if it was possible for you to have a face-to-face conversation, that's going to beat everything else because when you're belly-to-belly, face-to-face, there's the inflections, there's the eye contact, there's that. That is powerful when connecting with humans, right? Well, it's hard to scale face-to-face, so that's not always our favorite and it's expensive but you can door knock i mean door knocking is extremely effective nobody wants to do it because it's expensive and it's time consuming it's hard to scale so no one does it but it's the most effective the second most effective would be on the phone talking face to face not face to face but talking on the phone that's going to be powerful your next most effective would probably be so that would be cold calling talking would be cold calling right so cold calling is your next probably most effective after that is going to be text. Why text? Because everybody sees their text. They may not, they may not pick up the phone, or they may not um, answer a voice, return a voicemail, or open an email. But most everybody sees text, so text can be very powerful as a as a way to communicate. And so then you just kind of work down the list, right? So now we take what's the most effective, and we compare that to price. How much is it going to cost me to door knock? How much is it going to cost me to text? How much is it going to cost me to cold call? how much is it going to cost me to direct mail direct mail could be so now we have to try to weigh between effectiveness and cost and somehow balance the two <laughs> right like if you had unlimited budget you could door knock send that person a direct mail cold call them and send them a text and you could probably uh you could probably do some ppc directly to that person and and try to follow them on the internet like and now you're spending $20,000 per contract and it doesn't make sense anymore. Right. But just think through like, okay, well, there's all these different ways that I could either create an inbound where they call me or contact me certain marketing gets them calling you, or I reach out to them and I outbound, I'm calling them. I'm reaching out to them of all these different methods. Which ones do I, what what kind of budget do I have to work with? And which ones do I want to focus on? based on effectiveness and cost and somehow come up with a strategy. So there's no right or wrong answer. Like you you could talk to someone that all they do is direct mail and they're going to tell you direct mail is where it's at. Direct mail is the best strategy. It works the best. Well, why? Because they have experience and they know how to do it and they like it. And so that's what they're going to tell you. Jerry might tell you something. Nathan might give you something different and all of those things are true, but what is it that you want to do based on your budget, based on effectiveness versus cost, and then try to make some educated decisions around that? And really, no matter what you do, you have to do small samples, test and track, test and track. As you start to see what's working, then you put more money and more budget into those things, test and track, test and track. What's working today might be, might work really well for the next month, two months, three months. And then maybe it stops working so good and you got to switch things. So nothing, nothing is going to be the same for you as it is for me. Your market might be different than my market. The lead might be different. The list might be different. The marketing piece might be different. So the only way to really know this stuff is to, is to try things, test it, track it, try to decide, is it not working because of me? Are we not converting? Or is it because like, what is the breakdown? And of all the different things I'm testing and trying, can I find the sweet spot that's working well right now? So I, I kind of made that a broad answer, but I, I, I wanna be careful not to say things that are my preference or that I've had success with that that may not necessarily be right for everybody or right for you, right?